Welcome to Intuitive Bites Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsten Ackerman, the Intuitive RD. I'm a non-diet registered dietitian and intuitive eating coach. My mission is to help women recover from diet culture and heal their relationship to food and body. Follow along as I speak with leading professionals in the field and explore concepts of intuitive eating, health at every size, and body liberation. This episode of Intuitive Bites is brought to you by my Food and Body Peace program. If you're ready to leave behind food obsession and body image struggles and just get unstuck and moving towards a place of freedom, this program is designed to allow me to support you through this process. Do not delay. Go ahead over to the, the link in my bio on Instagram. It's at the intuitive underscore RD. Click the first link. You'll be able to watch my program video and answer a few questions to submit your application. And then I'll reach out. We'll have a conversation and figure out which level of the program is going to be the best fit for you. If you're looking primarily for the community and a group coaching atmosphere. I have a level of the program for you. If you're looking for both the community, but also you really want my highest level of one-on-one support, um, I also have a level of the program that will serve you. So get your application in now. Like I said, click the link in my bio on Instagram, submit the application, and I will reach out and talk to you soon. All right. Thanks for listening, guys. Hey guys, welcome to episode 113 of Intuitive Bites. Today I'm chatting with Talia Corin, who you probably know from Instagram as Workweek Lunch, and we're talking all about meal planning and prepping from an intuitive eating lens, and also diving into how to keep diet mentality out of this process. Um, so it's definitely a really good one. I love Talia and her work and the recipes her and her team put out there. She has a, a cookbook that she recently released as well. Um, Yeah, so I definitely highly recommend getting your hands on that. I love all the recipes that I've tried from that. Uh, Before we dive into the episode, just letting you know that I do have a free intro to intuitive eating masterclass happening this coming Wednesday, June 29th from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern time. Um, And it will be recorded and sent out to registrants. So definitely get registered, get your spot. Um, The link is in my bio on Instagram at the intuitive underscore RD. I'm also going to put it down in these show notes right here. So you should be able to uh, just click the link to get registered. All right, guys, let's go ahead and listen into my conversation with Talia. All right, Talia, welcome. I am so excited to chat with you a little bit more today. I'd love to start with you just kind of sharing a bit about yourself and the work you do. Absolutely. Um, I am based in Seattle. I started Workweek Lunch uh, six years ago, like as of today, basically. Uh (laughs) Yeah. And uh, I wanted to just start a It was a blog and Instagram for teaching my peers how to meal prep. Um, But of course, it turned into now a company uh, where we have a meal planning subscription that helps people meal prep without any diet culture. Um, And, you know, basically, yeah, that's that's my focus is meal prep without diet culture BS. Um, And now we have a cookbook, meal planning subscription, a team of amazing people, um, and what I do, I mean, I, right now I run, I run the company. So that's, that's what I'm doing. Amazing. Yeah. I'm always impressed seeing your stories and stuff, just like by like the operation that you've got going. It seems like you've got a lot going on. A lot of people kind of working on this mission. It's so cool. Are you surprised? I'll have a planner. 
Yep. No, not, not surprised. It would be awesome. weird if I was a meal planning expert and my team was a mess. <laughs> <laughs> that is actually very true. That's so funny. Um, cool. All right. So, and like, what is your, what is your background? Like, I know you said it kind of started as like this blog to like help friends, whatever, but like, why did you kind of get into that? Yeah, well, I started meal prepping for myself when I had a, my first, you know, nine to five job. It was my first big girl job after college to save money and immediately was pegged as the quote unquote healthy girl in the office. Okay. Uh, and like people always kind of make fun of me for bringing lunch to work. I was like, whatever, I'm saving money for snowboarding. Like, <laughs> F off. Like, um, you know. And, uh, but then people kept pulling me aside. Like, how do you do that? Oh my God, it smells so good. It looks so good. Like, how do you actually do this so consistently and I was like what do you mean you just make a bunch of food and put it in containers like it's not that hard but it is that hard I think there are a lot of elements so that's kind of I started it from the angle of wanting to save money and realizing that eating free bagels at work every day to save money wasn't really doing it for me in terms of nutrition just you know how I felt every day like wasn't really the best plan so I found meal prep yeah so cool yeah and I feel like too like I don't know, I guess maybe this is like meal planning and prepping in diet culture, but like, I feel like a lot of clients I work with kind of associating meal, uh, associate meal prepping with both, like, first of all, like kind of small portions, but also just like unsatisfying. And like, you get to lunchtime and you're like, oh crap. Like you're like so unexcited about eating what you brought. I went through that at first. I, I think I trashed like 50% of what I brought to work because it just didn't look good or wasn't appealing. And then I'd go get like Chipotle or something. <laughs> right. um, so I quickly figured out to your point that meal prep works better when you make meals that you're actually look forward, that you actually look forward to eating. So my new strategy, I, this is when it clicked was like, Oh, I'm paying $14 to get salmon, sweet potatoes and broccoli from dig in, which is like a New York city fast oh, okay. chain, like a sweet green type. Like, you know, it's like one of those places that ever goes for lunch. Like, why don't I just try to make this exact meal at home? I love salmon, sweet potatoes, broccoli. I still eat it. It's definitely kind of boring, you know, but <laughs> yeah, I love it. You make it, yeah. you make it delicious. So that's when it really clicked for me. Like, Oh, just try to make what I'm already buying out that I look forward to buying. I like and, that idea. Yeah, I figure I'm running with that. Yeah. Like let's make some Chipotle bowls or something. Yes. You know? <laughs> make, your, make your favorite stir fryer. Like teriyaki chicken is so easy or, or like your favorite Indian takeout. That's that's a really good way to get out of the diet mentality. It's instead of making the boring chicken broccoli rice, Wow. make something inspired by what you like to get for takeout. I love that. I'm also really curious to ask you, Talia, like, did you always like, were you always somebody that like cooked and stuff growing up? Or is this something that you had to like kind of learn and figure out? No, I was a picky eater. And the legend is that in co- senior year of college, I had my best friend supervise me to make pasta, like boiling water for pasta. So, and that's age 21. And I published my cookbook at 29. So, you know, there was a <laughs> that's so funny yeah so I for my motivation like it's I would say this isn't the norm most people are motivated to meal prep to eat in a way that makes them feel good mm-hmm. that can take many forms for me it was always financial because living in New York City is really expensive and I'd rather spend money on a meal that I will sit down and enjoy in good company not spend money on a meal I'm like scarfing at my desk between meetings. So that's when I was like, you know what, just make the lunch and bring it, you know, bring it to work. You're not going to remember this meal. It's fine. It should be good enough that you're not, you don't hate it, but it's not going to be what you remember. <laughs> you know? Exactly. Yeah. I love that. No, but it's good to hear that. Like you didn't, you didn't kind of start with it. 
Yeah. Cause like, I totally resonate with that. And I know so many clients of mine, they're like, they don't like to cook or don't, you know, don't have a lot of experience with it. So, okay. So first real question here is basically like, how can folks who have been stuck in diet culture, stuck in the diet, you know, the chronic dieting chain, maybe they've used meal planning and prepping in the past, but it's always been in the context of dieting and trying to lose weight. How can they kind of start to remove diet culture from meal planning and prepping? It's a great question. I think one approach that comes to mind is focusing on comfort food. Comfort food is a great way to enter into meal prep from a non-diet culture way because a lot of the comfort food meals, think mac and cheese, think chili, those are great batch meals that you could potentially freeze for later or put in containers to take to work that you'll look forward. And yes, you can make them, you can incorporate gentle nutrition into them by changing whatever you need to change, right? If you want to add more, I usually add vegetables to my mac and cheese, or we have like 20 mac and cheese recipes that are all very (laughs) interesting and fun um, that are like to make it more to me, like a complete meal with like protein and veggies and stuff. So we consider that, but it's like, yeah, focus on the comfort meals. If you try to quote unquote eat clean, it's going to be boring and bland and you're not going to want to eat it at all. Like, yeah. I like that idea a lot. Like just like starting with something that you like it, you so don't associate with dieting, right? Like something that in your mind, like doesn't even like register and like just going for that. I also talk with clients a lot. And I feel like this is very like adjacent about like prioritizing satisfaction. Whereas when you're maybe meal prepping for a diet, like you're not thinking about that, you know? No. The other, the other really nuanced tip is what's in your container. You don't have to finish it. And also if you want more after you can eat more, you're not like in diet culture, you're limited to what's in your container. And it's like, that's it. If you're still hungry after you eat your meal prep, uh, stir fry, have an apple, have half of the next meal prep. I don't know. Like you could, you could totally eat more. And if you don't finish it, that's just information. That's just data to make decisions in the future. It's you're not like, uh, bad for not finishing it. You know, we, we don't have to finish it. You're full. So I love that. Yeah. I feel like too, like, I mean, just thinking about like the, yeah, like relation, like healing your relationship to food end of this. Like I always encourage clients to like over, like over portion it in the beginning, if you're still in that place where you're healing from restriction or healing from that scarcity mindset, cause it's going to feel good to have more than enough. And like, if you eat more than you needed, again, it's data for next time, but it's going to feel better to like have more than to feel like you got to the end of the container and you're like bummed out that you don't have more. I, I like that. And you know what? It took a while for me to figure out my personal portion size, you know, which is me different for everyone. So I recommend first trying out those plastic containers you can get at the grocery store in different sizes. Once you figure out what size is good, then go get some glass containers. I will say eating a meal prep out of a glass container feels nicer. <laughs> feels more like self-care than eating out of the plastic ones. But I would say start with the plastic ones. You can reuse them for other household items later if they get scratched up. Um, but the, then, but don't start off with the glass ones and commit to them. Cause I've had my glass ones for like five years, you know, yeah, right. So you can like figure out the right size that you need and everything. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's a good, I think it's more yeah. yeah, I like that. Okay. So, okay. What are some tips for somebody that's like, again, like they've only ever done it, done meal planning or prepping in diet culture, kind of in that diet mentality. Um, what are some tips for like getting started with it? In a, you know, oh, yeah. just in general, getting started less with more, it. less is more. My recommendation for everyone, no matter where you're coming into meal prep from is just plan and prep one dish for like three to four servings. 
preferably something freezer friendly. So if you do get tired of it, you can chuck it in the freezer and you don't feel guilty about wasting food or if you don't like it or you're bored of it, you know, like, so that's the biggest fear of commitment, right. To meal prep is like, well, what if I don't like it? What if I, what if I want to go to happy hour with my friends or my, you know, my partner plans a date night randomly or whatever, like that, that's why the freezer friendly aspect is nice. So just do one and see how you like it and then go from there. Because if you dive in with breakfast, lunch, dinner, like I do on Instagram, which can be really overwhelming. (laughs) I've been doing this for years. I didn't start there. I just used to do like a burrito bowl on a Sunday and eat that for four lunches in a row or sometimes dinner, you know, depending. Yes. Oh, I I like that tip a lot. Cause I feel like too, like sometimes you can jump into that diet mentality of like going from zero to a hundred, right? It's like, okay, I'm not doing anything now. And then now I have to like do all, all meals every day of the week. <laughs> you don't even have to meal prep every week. That's the thing about when you re- take this out of diet culture, use it as a tool for when you have those busy weeks. Like if you're just slammed with a project at work and you know, you can't really take an hour lunch to go f- or like spend time looking at takeout menus, which is always so time consuming, you know, have that right into you or, or if you're someone who forgets to eat when you're really busy, you know, that's, that's, so use it for those weeks. You don't need to do it every week. Oh, I like that tip. I love that. Okay. This is random based on something you said before, but like, and I don't know if there's an easy answer to this, but like, how do you know if a recipe is freezer friendly? That's it. No, that comes up a lot. I think (laughs) things that are like saucy and liquidy are going to be more forgiving in the freezer definitely never freeze anything intended to eat fresh. So like you can't freeze lettuce to eat as fresh lettuce later or, you know, like tomatoes. Yeah. 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 So my go-tos are like chili soup stew, um, anything like curry. Right. And you can freeze rice separately or you can make rice fresh kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Um, bolognese is one of my favorite things to freeze because mm-hmm. you can make the pasta. Like, Oh my God, I love it. I always have bolognese and chicken tortilla oh. soup, I think is my, also my favorite. And then you add like, you know, you add like fresh tortillas and toppings. Yeah. Cool. Okay. Awesome. So what do you see or hear from people as like barriers to meal planning or prepping? I don't know, like things that kind of get in the way for people. Oh man. The number one is what if I'm not in the mood for it? Right. Cause when you plan, even if you don't meal prep, if you plan meals and you shop grocery shop based on what you plan, how do you know you're going to want chicken tortilla soup on next Thursday? Yep. So this is, this is where I get a little bit of a tough love. Can I, can I do a little bit? Yes. For, it's sure. like for adults, not every meal is going to be the best meal of your life. You can eat things you're not in the mood for. And you, then you can figure out what you're in the mood for later. Like sometimes you just need to nourish yourself and you can't spend 45 minutes deciding what to eat. It's a huge privilege to eat based on your food mood. And it's also practically impossible to do it. You like, even people who say that don't actually eat what, what they're in the mood for every day. So it's just like kind of, sometimes you just have to stick to your plan, you know, and that's not from a diet culture perspective, just from like, what's important in life, and you will eat again, you will have a chance to eat the sushi you crave, if you have a chili in the in the fridge, whatever, you know, that's kind of tough love, like, but if you're someone who really, really, really needs to and, and, um, you know, enjoys eating based on your food mood, there are other ways to plan and prep that you can try. Okay. Like even having like multiple options or whatever. Right. Yeah. Or you can like, just, this is called a buffet prep where you like basically cook easy kind of bland ingredients that you dress up in the moment based on what you're craving. So you like make some rice and you make some vegetables and then you could like turn it into a burrito or you could turn it into something, you know, something else or a grain salad or whatever you're craving that day, like texture 
the textures and flavors. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, But I, I like your point before. I think the interesting thing is like when you're early in this healing process and you've been in a state of restriction and deprivation and all the things, like it feels urgent that every meal is highly satisfying. But as you continue to heal and get to a place where like you're always prioritizing satisfaction, like most of the time, whatever, it just, it doesn't feel as urgent that every meal has to be that way. So I feel like it, like it naturally becomes the situation where like, even if you're not really excited about the chicken tortilla soup on Thursday, like it's okay. You know that you're going to have more satisfying food the next yeah. time tomorrow. You know what I mean? Like that kind There's of happens. The trade-off of not having to cook, not having to do dishes, you get more time and energy and you save money this way. So it's like, for me, I'm more excited about saving time than I am about eating what I'm in the mood for because food isn't my only source of joy. And that's just me. Like I don't need food to make me happy every day. It's just, sometimes it's just food. (laughs) And I think that brings up a whole other thing of like, if food has been the thing, that's like, that's what brings you joy. And like, that's the only thing, like, first of all, that's not shameful or bad or wrong. No, it's absolutely not. Yeah. But like, can we figure out like, like there's, it just like it opens a whole other portal of like, let's figure out other things that can bring you joy. So that like, there's not so much stock in like food being this super perfect, exciting thing every day, you know? Yeah. It goes back to why I say less is more, because if you have a lot of open meals, unplanned meals, then you can do both. You can have some meals that are planned ahead and prepped ahead and some that are completely spontaneous and you can work, figure out the balance that works for you, you know? Yep. For me, I like to, I, I don't plan and prep on weekends really. Right. That's when I'm like, okay. I'll see. Cause I'm sometimes just, sometimes I end up eating two big meals on, on weekend versus right. like on during the week, I'm like three square meals a day. You know, yep. <laughs> it's like my yep. routine. So it's just, yeah, that's kind of how I play it. I know that kind of like it's parallel to the idea diet culture of like, uh, like on weekends you like take, you know, you're like off your diet or something. Right. But I don't have that mentality. It's just like, that's just the schedule that works for me. Because then Monday to Friday, I'm in work mode, you know? And then maybe like you're sleeping in on the weekends and whatever and going out with friends or whatever. So it's just different. Um, You see how much much intent matters here? Like your why behind meal prep and planning is really the difference between diet culture and non-diet culture. Yes. So let's talk about that for a second. Like what, what is the intention? Like what's the difference in intentions? So for, if you're dieting and I started meal prepping in diet culture, like in the mindset of like, I got to, you know, watch it, you know, I got to like control it, um, for the purpose of being the smallest version of myself, which I no longer, I gave up on that. You know, I let that go a long time ago and it's a lot better, but like (laughs) then it just turned into an efficiency thing. Like, okay, food is one thing I can like organize. I can just, you know, I don't want to spend time deciding what to eat. I want to spend my mental energy elsewhere. So that's my why right now. It's just like, I'm so busy, like managing this team. I don't have time to like stop everything. Like, like what should I get for lunch today? <laughs> just, nice. I don't want to. Yep. Um, so other people's why, like sometimes it's that they like, I, a lot of my customers have family. So it's like, I love being able to get dinner on the table quickly and have more time to just play with my kids. Or some people are like, I love being able to not have to choose between cooking fresh dinner and taking a workout class, right? That dinner is ready to go and they can go to their class and they can still get to bed on at a reasonable hour. Um, So, or like some people just don't want to do dishes every day. You know, there's all kinds of different reasons. And some people like to not waste food. I mean, there's so many neutral reasons that are not body or diet related yes it's so interesting too because I feel like the the time thing is coming up a lot here and I when I was thinking about like 
potential barriers for people. I feel like, and I don't know if you hear this a lot, but I feel like folks say to me, like, I, I don't have the time to meal plan and prep, but you're kind of saying it the opposite. So I don't know. Can you speak to that a little bit? I mean, yeah, I think, yes. When people imagine meal prep, they're like, okay, I have to spend all day Sunday in my kitchen in the hot summer heat, like when sleeping <laughs> over the oven, like whatever. I, my tip for this, again, less is more, right? If you're just doing one meal, that's probably going to be 45 minutes from start to finish. Mm -hmm. Um, Unless, you know, most meals take that time, at least in my recipe library, it's 45 Mm -hmm. minutes for each meal about. Um, Also, I would say, make it fun for yourself. We were talking about, you know, I almost mentioned this earlier, like when I meal prep, I got my comfy clothes on, I have TV (laughs) or a podcast like this, or, you know, an audio book on, I am kind of, it's like my me time you know, I'm maybe I'm talking on the phone with my mom for like the whole time. You know? <laughs> yeah. So, so I would say I make it like a self-care moment and it's just like a nice time for me to check out and play with food and just kind of just not interact with anyone. <laughs> um, and, you know, so I'd say make it enjoyable for yourself. And that way, the other tip is like, spread it out. Don't meal plan, shop and cook on the same day. Ooh. Okay. Yeah, so I recommend meal planning yeah. Friday, shop Saturday, cook Sunday. Oh, I like that. Cool. Okay. Or you can even get your groceries delivered, which I started doing recently. So you can get your groceries delivered on the same day you're going to cook. Cool. You know, and, and skip that step if, if that's something yes. that, you know, you can do. Yeah. Yeah. If you're worried about the time, that's amazing. Yeah, well, or you can you. let us meal plan for you. Yeah. Well, I mean, this is perfect lead in. <laughs> yeah. I was going to ask you, please. Um, yeah. Thanks so much for your time today. This has been awesome. I'm excited to share this with everyone, but please share like where can people find you? What do you have to offer? Like what, what's the deal with the membership? All those good things. Yeah. So, uh, work week lunch on all platforms, TikTok, Instagram, uh, Twitter, whatever, Facebook. Um, and yeah, we have a cookbook. So that's like kind of just recipes that you can easily pack and take to lunch you know, for work or dinner. Um, and then we have this subscription where you, we actually do provide meal plans that you can customize and everything like our website, blog, is diet culture free. We don't have any calories, macros. We don't tell people to like swap in cauliflower rice. We leave those decisions up to you and we are all about customization. So it's like, if you prefer zucchini noodles for whatever reason, go for it. We're like kind of neutral. You know what I mean? Like we just want to empower you to make food less stressful. Whatever you put in your containers, I don't care. Like just make food less stressful for yourself. Yeah. Love that. So if somebody wants to join the membership, going to like your website would be best. Yeah. Uh, yep. Uh, workweeklunch.com. It's on there. There's a free trial. Um, you can check it out for free. Amazing. Thank you again so much, Talia. Of course. Thank you. This is great. All right, guys, that's a wrap on episode 113. Go ahead and follow Talia and her team on Instagram at workweeklunch if you're not already. And just a reminder to register for the free intro to intuitive eating masterclass happening this Wednesday, June 29th from 4 to 5 p.m. Eastern. Uh, Like I said, I'll leave the link right below here. So you should be able to just click from here. But you can also check on Instagram, which my handle is at the intuitive underscore RD. And it'll be in the link in my bio. All right, guys, hope you have a good week and I will talk to you soon.